And now for something completely different. A radio show about books. Didn't think it through at all. Inconceivable! Is it a kingdom? Is it a pen? Is it a radio? I don't know. Can I just make more funny noises? Thank you. Tarzan of the Apes. Brought to you from out the pages of Edgar Rice Burroughs' immortal book. Oh, wow. In the beginning, the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move. And now for your host, Daniel Thompson, a completely underqualified buffoon who has no idea why he's here in the first place. And all were amazed and said, this guy is really good. Do you do children's parties? <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Kingdom Pen Radio, episode two. We're not off the air yet. How did that happen? <laughs> hey, we've got a great guest for you today. He's the author of possibly the best titled book of all time. He's going to be talking to us about that book. He's going to be talking to us about several of his books, in fact, and their development. We're going to talk fiction and non-fiction writing. We're going to talk about writing full-time and, of course, Seat of the Pants writing, something that he has some good things to say about. Overall, you're going to enjoy this. It's going to be a good time had by all. We've also got a writing prompt for you today that's going to come in the midsection, and at the very end, a book giveaway. Isn't that cool? Free stuff. More free stuff. We gave you a free t-shirt before. Now you're getting more things. Isn't it great? Hey, want to thank Audible.com. They're people. And, you know, they sponsored us, so we have to mention their names. <laughs> that's, that's how this works. <laughs> that's how this works. We're just going to get into the interview now. No point in delaying the process any further. Enjoy. You're here because we want the best, and you're it. Nope, couldn't keep a straight face. Hey everybody, how's it going? Hey, I've got a fantastic guest for you today. He's the author of Fox Tales, The Dark Trench Saga, and of course, Amish Vampires in Space, Carrie Neitz. How's it going, Carrie? Great, Daniel. Nice to be here. <laughs> well, it's nice to have you, man. I gotta ask, before before we do anything else, I gotta ask, when you decided to write Amish Vampires in Space, and you went and told your wife that you were going to do this, what was her reaction? <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that's a good question. She, I, it, She's very encouraging, you know. Um, she might have given me a funny look. I don't know. You know, it, 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 she's pretty much into spec fic, fiction, too, you know, so it's not... Deal. It's not too too big of a deal for her, you know. So, well, that's um, good. Most of my friends and family, I guess, maybe it's almost an expected kind of thing, but <laughs> it, it didn't really, you know, surprise them. And my, you know, my dad has has read it. He's read all my books, and mm -hmm. he is he is not a science fiction reader at all, but he's he enjoyed them. So I guess that's a good I guess that's a good hey, thing. That's that's if you so, can get your family to read your stuff, yeah. you you've you've come to a good place. <laughs> right, right. Right. So I mean, so. I when I first heard the the title, like everyone else, I'm sure I was just like, "Oh my gosh, what the heck is this?" But I started reading the sample, and you 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 do the straight man on it. Yeah. You you play it straight. I, yeah, I did. I did. I I know the the title and the cover kind of scream camp. Mm -hmm. um, 
And, and originally, that's the reason why I didn't think I could write it. I, when uh, Jeff Gerke and I, who was like my former publisher, first talked about it, you know, I said, someone ought to write that book just because there's got to be a story there. And, and, and the title alone sort of brings buzz. You know, it, it's oh, yeah. sort, sort of a buzz maker. But I, I didn't think it was me who should write it because I don't usually write camp. And it, like I said, <laughs> it kind of screams that. It does. Um, <laughs> But and I had another trilogy. I had a trilogy I was working on at the time. Too. Was that was that Dark Trench? Yeah, yeah. And I had to finish that up. And so the the idea kind of percolated and sort of sat for a while. And years went by, and no one wrote that book. And <laughs> I was like, you know. And I got this idea about how it all might work and not be campy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I I tend to love to put some science in my books, you know, and and uh, a little little chills here and there and 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 it it's like well you know i think i think i could write this thing and write it straight and and i sort of had this idea of you know this amish colony of the future and um and sort of how vampires might come to be and uh sort of threw it all together and next thing you know and sort of this this feel of like an alien movie or or Mm -hmm. the thing the thing you know where it's very claustrophobic sort of not outright horror but but yeah suspense suspense and and so I started writing, and I got about thirty thousand words in, and mm-hmm. and I told Jeff what I was doing, and he, you know, when he, after he got done laughing, he said, "Well, I, you know, I, I won't guarantee that I'll publish it, but you keep going, and and we'll read it, we'll see." And and about a hundred thousand words later, I was done and sent it to him, and he liked it, and so the rest is sort of history, you know. Yeah, and it's it's a long book. Yeah. Is, how many pages did it end up? Was it like? Four or five hundred pages. Yeah, it's in a four to five hundred range. Yeah, it's like I think it's like one hundred and thirty-nine thousand words. So I'm I'm impressed that you would spend uh, spend so much time on a book with with that type of premise. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that, that's <laughs> impressive to me. I'm I, I write ridiculous things. I'm working on dystopian comedy right now. Oh, so that's, that's impressive. It's, yeah, it's, it's unusual. It's weird. I'm yeah, <laughs> not even going to try promo that one to you. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, and um, then and then you w- went and wrote the sequel, The Amish Zombies I, I in did. space, and I that did. came out er, this year, right? Yeah, just a few months ago. Yeah. Oh wow, that's cool. At, at, the, at the end of Amish Vampires, there were a number of questions that I kind of, as a reader, wanted to answer to, you know, and mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that Jeff and I had just discussed before he sold his publishing house was that if there ever was a sequel, where would we go with it? And he he. He was adamant. It's got to have zombies in it, you know. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but I don't know how I'm going to make that work. You know, again, I, I mm-hmm. like the little the scientific touch of it. You know, and how do you how do you resurrect dead people? You know, how do you how do you make that happen? And <laughs> and so I it percolated a while. And again, I had these questions I wanted to answer. And where did the characters go after after Amish vampires? And and uh, I, I started writing, and and it actually ended up being longer than the first book. So oh wow. Yeah, it's about 149,000 words. So, oh man, that is so it's cool. It's a big one. I yeah. see, I noticed on your Facebook and stuff, you keep posting uh, like astronomy stuff. I do. Like yeah. like the blue. Are you an astronomy buff? I yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I uh, took a number of classes in college and and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that just kind of came natural to me, you know, it it, it uh, I just absorbed the stuff and I you know, I have a telescope and it's just something I've always kind of liked, enjoyed. So, like the science of it, like like the observation. So. Yeah, I just got out of uh, my first college astronomy class, and it was it was huh. a ton of fun. Yeah. 
So did you right. did you like sci-fi before you got into astronomy, or did you like astronomy before you got into oh, sci-fi? Oh yeah, yeah. My actually the first movie I went to without my parents was Star Wars. The oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so you know that, that changed everything. Really. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's just one of those things. You and your the friend I went with, you couldn't stop talking about it. You know, it was just kind of this amazing new world that was opened up, and and so you know I was also a real avid reader, and and so science fiction certainly became a part of my of what I like to read and, and you know, read a lot of the like Bradbury and, and Burroughs and Asimov and just all the all the classics. So I yeah, I've been I've been a fan of sci fi for a very long time now. <laughs> so, <laughs> well that's cool. It really yeah. showed in like a star curiously singing. Once again I I was just telling you before the interview, I love that book. Thank you. I got I got into that and I want I wanted to talk to you about kind of the themescape of the book. Because okay. you, you wove in, I wasn't expecting a Christian theme to come out really prominently. I mean, I knew you published with a Christian publisher. Yeah. But um, when, when, when you hit that themescape in the story, it had a lot more power than I'm used to seeing in some Christian novels. Were you planning, yeah. did, did, were you writing it with that themescape in mind, or did it come to you? How did, how did that happen? Uh, that's a good question. Um, really, the, the whole trilogy... Uh, Kind of the general theme is I, I sort of wanted to zero on this thing about you know what makes Christianity unique, mm-hmm. you know, and, and today with just the wealth of different ideas and worldviews out there, you it's very easy for folks to get confused and say, ah, oh, it's just another belief system, or it's, you know, it, it, it's just another way of thinking about the world. But but there are things that are very unique about it, and and it's certainly something that was in the back of my mind as I wrote the whole thing, really. Um, and, but I, t- I have to tell you that the, the, the climax of it, the mm-hmm. theme wise is something that really just came out on the page as I wrote, you know, it's like, it came oh, organically. Yeah. Very organically. And it's like, it's one of those instances where you write it and you just kind of get chills, you know, it's uh-huh. like, oh, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> I'm done for the day, you know, <laughs> you know, so I love it yeah, when that happens, uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, that trilogy has very special fondness in my heart. You know, just and there are times where I'll still read sections of it and say, "Man, did I really write that?" You know, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I I think uh, yeah, most really much of that just came along organically. So. So, so did you were you planning for the climax to be that way, or did was it was it all organic? What what were you thinking when you went into the story? Believe it or not, the first. Uh, the first rev of a star curiously sing was much shorter. And really? What I yeah, what I about thirty thousand words shorter. And when I sent Jeff, um, I I actually hired him as an editor just to read it through because I, I thought it was cool and and um, I thought it was a cool idea. And I, it was just like, you know, is this something that should develop more or or should I should I shop this around? And and he read it and he got about halfway through and he goes, oh, I'm reading it and I love it. You know, this is really cool. And yeah. And when he got to the end, he the ending I had there was much more um, dystopian and a lot more uh, I don't know uh, more of a cliffhanger, I guess. And, yeah. And he said, you know, Sandflies has to have he has to have more of an arc here. He, you know, and you know, when does he break free, really? And and I got to thinking about that, and um, and I just again started writing. It's like, oh, okay, here's where he breaks free, you know, and. And mm-hmm. uh, 
and so really the rest of that, the sort of that climax and that uh, thematic climax especially came out of that work. You know, the, that extra 30,000 words I added after, after his urging. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so is but, that it ha- made it, but it obviously made it a much stronger book, much cooler book. Uh, definitely. So is that how you, you came upon Enclave Publishing at that stage? or? Yeah, yeah. Back then it was March of Lord Press, mm-hmm. and um, Jeff had had only released a couple, like, I want to say six books before he had read mine. And, okay. Yeah, it was. A, he, he used to do, at that point, it was like he did three every half a year. And, uh, okay. Um, yeah, and so I sent, it, I sent him mine just... Knowing that's what he was up to, but not expecting him to publish it. But when he started reading it, he was like, you know, if it has these changes, it has a little longer ending and a little, a little more at the beginning, I, I would publish it. You know, so I, I spent the next better part of a year getting it to where he wanted it to be, and and uh, again, the rest is history. So yeah, that is really <laughs> it, cool. Yeah, it ended up ended up being obviously two more books after that. So. As part of that trilogy, do, do people ever talk to you about like the uh, the that series as opposed to the Amish Vampire, or do you just get flooded with Amish Vampire questions? Uh, I I get both. You know, I think many people discover one because of the other. You know, that's probably true. <laughs> many many people when Amish Vampires came out didn't realize, oh, that's the guy who wrote yeah that other trilogy until later. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'll give it a shot then. You know. Whatever. So, well, yeah, Star Curiously Singing probably wasn't on the Jimmy Fallon show. No, no. no. <laughs> what was your reaction when that happened? Ah, uh, I couldn't help but be surprised. That <laughs> I, I probably, I probably high fived my wife a couple times. It, you know, it, it, it was one of those things. I woke up in the morning and and someone had sent me a link on Facebook mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, how was it to be on the Tonight Show last night?" And I was like, "What?" <laughs> and, and then you, and, you know, and then you watch it. It's like I. I is this real? You know, I can't yeah. believe this is ha- it's happening, but it obviously is very cool. So yeah, it's a cool clip. I mean, even though you're on the list of books not to buy, <laughs> yeah, not to, yes, yes, not to read, but, but yeah, having any having pu- a picture of your book on the Tonight Show desk that's very cool. Any publicity so. is good publicity. <laughs> yep, yep. So yep. where where do you where do you go and go from here? Have you do you think Amish Vampires has kind of shoehorned you in and what you can do? Are you oh. going, now you going to be able to break out and do something that's not ridiculous now? <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm contemplating circling back around to some of those other universes I've wrote in before. Maybe, yeah. you know, go back to the, to Sandfly's world for a while. I, I don't know. You know, I've, I've got some ideas and I think they're relevant and topical and, you know, okay. we'll see. Oh, that'd be cool. I mean, m- the more, more of the Sandfly stuff I can get, the better. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't really see it. I don't see any of them as that big of a diversion. Like to me, it's all been science fiction, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are Amish characters in there and some monsters or whatever, but to me, it's those are all elements of science fiction, really. You know, Definitely. Different, different cultures and strange creatures, that's what sci-fi is all about. So, to me, none of us felt like a diversion, really. That's good. That is really yeah. good. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We have okay. a little midsection that we do right around this time, and okay. we will be right back to the interview right after this. I have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. What percentage of a plan do you have? You don't get to ask questions. What percentage? I don't know. 12%. All right, guys, here's today's 12% of an idea. 
I've been thinking, we got a lot of characters with visual impairment, and a lot of blind people gets used a lot. What I don't see a lot of are characters who can't use their other senses. What would it be like not to be able to feel anything in your hands? What kind of challenges would that create? What if you take away hearing? How, how would a deaf character operate on page? Even taking away something like smell or taste could be disastrous depending on the character, like if you had like a French cook or something. What happens when a character can't feel the warmth of a hug or hear someone say I love you? What would it be like to just see the world but not be able to sense it in any other way? Next time you want to hinder a character, check the options. There's a lot of cool stuff out there yet to be explored. 12%? It's <laughs> a fake life. It's real! Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life. You're listening to Kingdom Pen Radio. Kingdom Pen Radio. Did you like my cheesy return intro? Yeah, that was great. I don't think so, but I appreciate you saying so. I, I appreciate that, but no. So, <laughs> uh, you'll come up with something. I'll come up with Maybe I'll replace it with something that actually sounds yeah. cool later on with the magic yeah. of editing. There you go. There you go. So, so uh, tell me about your daily writing habits. What do you do? How do, how do you do it? Uh, well, I typically write in the afternoon mm-hmm. um, after, after lunch and I have a, you know, I have a room, my media room where I, I just go and sit and work. Um, I'm pretty much a seat of the pants writer. So, you know, I don't have a lot of outlining. Oh, you I don't. just, I know I just have a general idea of where things are supposed to go and, and maybe some notes, you know, like this has to happen, this mm-hmm. has to happen, but pretty much what happens that day is what ends up on the page. You know, it, it's pretty organic. Um, and I, I, you know, I kind of have a, I want to at least get 600 to 1,000 words, and so I'll sort of sit there and, until I do it. So 600 so, to 1,000 a day. That's, yeah. That's really good. Now, you, yeah. since you don't outline, do you find yourself having to go back and do a lot of re-editing and lots of drafts? or does not, it as, not as much as you'd think. Um, it, it, uh, yeah, not as much as you'd think. I, usually, you know, the, after the first draft's done, I will, I will go back and, and edit and say, okay, yeah. maybe I need a scene for this, but um, it's what gets published. It isn't really that big of a diversion from from what was originally written. Really? Um, yeah, probably the one that that I added the most to was "Star Curiously Singing," that was my first book. Mm-hmm. After, but otherwise, you know, it's it's just a little thing here, a little thing there, and and oh, this this dialogue isn't quite right or whatever. So. You know, it's it's kind of a miracle, really. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it works. You know, but but it, but it is kind of a faith walk for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like okay, this is what we're doing today, and I'm not sure where it's going, but I'm I'm on the journey. You know, so yeah, and and, and again, a lot of times you, you surprise yourself. So like like for instance, with Freeheads, which was the third book in the the Dark Trench yeah. trilogy, I didn't really know who the the big baddie was until Sandfly walked into the room to meet him. Hmm. And then, and then it was obvious. You know, it was like, oh, of course. Okay. So, without giving anything away, you know, it, yeah, it was <clears throat> just one of those moments. It's like, oh, okay, here we are. And this is what it's supposed to be. So, I envy your ability <laughs> to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it too has to do with um, just the habits and, and getting in the habit. And this is when when I'm writing, and um, this is when it's going to happen. You know, so you kind of condition your mind to that's when this is when we're doing it. How long? You know, of course, now, of course, you will have ideas through, through the rest of the day, and 
whatever, and you'll, you'll get those in there. But, but yeah, a lot of it's just being persevering, you know. How long did it take to develop the habits, you know? <laughs> Bless oh, you. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. This is also allergy season, so I'm, yeah. That fighting, was, with that was, that, fighting with that a little bit. That, so. was, that was a cool sound. Yeah, I th- I think feel, we'll, feel uh, free to edit that. No, um, I think we'll keep sorry. it. It was really cool. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry, no, man. No problem. Um, How long did it take to, to develop the habits of, uh, um, of writing you know, daily? And my, my first book came out in 2003, and I was writing for years before that, you know, just kind of getting into yeah. that habit. And, and I, had a, I have a number of novels that probably no one will ever see that were, you know, practice novels, mm-hmm. just getting used to, used to that and plotting and, you know, character, characterization. And I, I think every author probably goes through that. So it's just part of the process, you know, but years. So I guess the answer to your question is years, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, decades now. <laughs> so It's hard to find time. And do you, do you yeah. write full time? Is that, is that your full time job or do you have another? Yep. Yep. Oh I'm, man, that I'm, is cool. I'm a, I'm a father of three young kids too which obviously they take some time and and then i we live in a woods so there's there's always some project to be done or Uh a tree falling or bass living in your house which we've run into lately but yeah (laughs) there's there's always something but but yeah writing writing is what i do you got you got bats in your house yeah isn't that weird (laughs) that is is fun man yeah uh how how do you get rid of bats when they get in the house there's they're really hard to get rid of they're Small little brown bats. They found mm-hmm. they found a hole up between our chimney and the roof line there, and and uh, the, you know I've tried so many things to get them out, and they keep keep finding their way back in. So <laughs> my word. And do they do they squeak at night or they they do make yeah they do make noises, and we had had have had a few that have come down the chimney and attempted to come in the house or come in the house a couple times. Oh, wow, a couple times <laughs> last year that happened. So. You know, you hear this flapping noise. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a bat. <laughs> so, so when you, when were you able to start writing full time? Uh, let's see. Well, believe it or not, before I started writing, I worked place. Uh, yeah, I read com- it was a uh... small little company called Microsoft. I don't know. Heard, heard <laughs> and and I, you know, I got I did I done that done did coding for a decade or so, and kind of reached the point where. It was um, kind of ru- almost too routine, yeah. You know? And just going, and it's also very stressful, you know, going through release cycles, and there's always a bug to fix, and yeah, uh, no, and, I, I couldn't code to save my life. Yeah, That's, yeah, no. you know. <laughs> so, and and writing was always something I wanted to do, and even when I before Microsoft, when I worked at a smaller company called Fox Software, I, mm-hmm. I kept I kept notes because it was so such kind of a crazy experience that. I knew it should be a book someday, you know, yeah. even though I, I didn't know how that was going to happen. And, and so writing, again, was always something I wanted to do. And, and so in 99, I left Microsoft and kind of, okay, I'm going to try that. I was a single guy then, too. There were a lot, a lot of mm. responsibilities, you know, was, yeah. you could take, take more of a risk on. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's just something I always wanted to do. And I remember that, writers, be single if you want to be yeah. a writer at first. Yeah, it's good to have a backup. You, know, you definitely want to have a backup job or career or whatever. It's, you know, even though you hear about the people who are making millions at it, it doesn't happen that often. So. Yeah. 
So, so did you did you start writing full time while writing Fox Tales, or was it yeah. after the publication? Yeah. Or well, okay. I, I started writing it while I was still at Microsoft, mm-hmm. but but, um, but then left and started writing it full time afterwards. Well, I was also writing novels. You know, I yeah. you know, I always wanted to write a novel too. So, yeah, just uh, going through that experience, and obviously a lot of it, a lot of studying about writing, and you know, the mechanics of it, and and what is showing versus telling and yeah what is good dialogue and whatever so kind of kind of things your readers of your site i'm sure are trying to experience too so and now was was foxtail <clears throat> foxtail was nonfiction. yeah how, right. how'd, you, how'd you like doing nonfiction as opposed to <clears throat> you know I, the fiction stuff uh i i liked it because i lived it you know it really mm-hmm. was um when i when i was in the software industry it was still sort of that place where People could could create things in a garage and have it be really successful. That's fun. Hey, yeah. one one thing I talked to you about in the break, I just want to ask a question about a writer community. Do you okay. have do you have like a community with the Enclave authors or other authors outside Enclave? Do you send each other your stuff and be like, hey, would, what do you think of this? Is there any of that that goes on? Oh, certainly. It, you know, it, when you get involved in and that, and that's the advice I give to anyone who's interested in writing. You know. Involve yourself in the community that you want to write in. You know, get uh, get attached to them in Facebook, and even if that means you're you're proofreading or or helping with editing or whatever, that's that's how you make those connections. And and next thing you know, you 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 know cover artists and you know uh, freelance editors and mm-hmm. you know you know writers and and so so yeah, you get connected with a lot of a lot of really interesting people and. And um, you know, and you can support each other. So, so yeah, there is definitely some of that, and especially the Enclave authors. We're you know we're all connected on Facebook and and email, and and uh, we know what each each other is doing. So it's very special, that special is, thing. That is that is really cool. That is yeah. really cool coming from the OEN community, the one year novel community. It's it's yeah. it's good too. I'm I'm glad to know that, that exists in the industry. Yep, yep, absolutely. Well, hey, before we wrap up, do you have any other advice that you give to young authors that you just have laying around? Yeah, well, the big, the big one really is perseverance. You know, it's it could take a long time, and you, know, you got to first off, you got to persevere through get, getting the thing written, and then pers- persevere through getting it edited and all that entails. And it might take lots of rewrites. Hopefully mm-hmm. not, but maybe. <laughs> and and then you know you got you just got to make the connections and and try to get it out there and, and sometimes that might mean publishing it yourself which is okay today you know you can you can do a quality job self-publishing you know, mm-hmm. just but again if you got those connections you got people that can help with that so so yeah persevering and connecting you know that's what it's all about well so. that's that's really cool man hey we're gonna go ahead i think we'll go ahead and do the giveaway okay um you you wanted to give away was it did you want to give amish vampires or amish zombies yeah I, uh Whichever people would like, you know, if, if, <laughs> if they've read the first book and want to read the second one, then I'll, I'll give them that. But yeah, we'll, we'll do an ebook giveaway, either, either one. Okay. So. And in order for them to be, be down for this ebook giveaway, they need to sign up to your newsletter. Yep. And where, how do they get to that? Where's, what's your website handle? Uh, it's very simple. It's neats.com, N-I-E-T-Z.com. And there's a button there where they can sign up. Or they can catch me on Facebook too, and that my Facebook page has a sign up as well. So, 
Alright, excellent. So one of you out there is going to get a free copy of the best serious but not seriously titled book out there. <laughs> right, right. Man, you, you, deserve, you deserve some type of reward just for the title. <laughs> Thanks. That, that I actually can't take credit for. I that suppose one. not. That's that's Jeff, yeah. isn't it? That's Jeff. Yeah, that's Jeff Gerke. Because <laughs> he he's the one that came up with just the idea of this. See, since Martial Lord published speculative fiction from a Christian worldview, mm-hmm. and Amish fiction was obviously so big out there, but with him, it was like, okay, this is the only Amish fiction we'd ever published. Yeah, you know, Amish, <laughs> Amish vampires in space. So, and he even made up a mock cover. Of what the book would look like. Yeah, I saw that. So. Your cover's better, but his yeah. cover was pretty funny too. <laughs> yeah, the final cover is better, but it is funny. Yeah. <laughs> Man, why why did Amish why did Amish why did that become a thing? I I don't know. <laughs> it really it really is it is a huge thing though. You know, if you I don't know what the numbers are, but they're they're pretty amazing. You know, millions of copies in the last few years have sold Amish fiction. You know? mm-hmm. So now that now yeah. that now that Amish Zombies is out, are you done with the Amish genre? Is, uh, is there anything? Is there going to be a third you know, book? <laughs> there, there definitely are some seeds of another one in there. Oh boy! There, yeah, what that would be or when, I don't know. I guess yeah, it would just where do you just, go with that? Yeah, just yeah. What? Yeah, what monster next? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people have said werewolves, and maybe that's the next, the next obvious progression. I don't know, but but right now we'll just see how the other ones do and people like them enough i'll write another <laughs> all right well yeah your your Amish zombies is out and ready yep. to be ready to be purchased so for any of you who didn't know that it's out where can people find you you said you, your blog your sign up your facebook yeah. you got a twitter yeah. or anything i do I, at carrie needs on twitter and um obviously the books can be found on amazon and barnes noble and wherever online and um yeah i'm on facebook quite a bit so that's a good place to connect with me all sure. right well, that's very good. I'll get all those links down there on the, the article for you. And Carrie, Great. thank you thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. It was, it was good talking a, to you. It was an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah, yeah it is. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're going to sign off. I think, okay, sounds I think good. we're good. Hey, you have a good day, sir. Okay. Talk to you later. Do you know any jokes? <laughs> Timing isn't my strong suit. Kingdom Pen Radio. <laughs> Were you aware that Doctor Who audiobooks are a thing? What? Furthermore, did you know that there are 282 of them? What? And did you know that these 282 audiobooks are available on audible.com? Yeah, it's a thing. And Audible's got this 30-day trial that gets you two audiobooks for free. Yeah, and you get to keep them after your trial is over. How about that? Check them out at the link on our page, audible.com, expanding your Phantom Horizons for free. And that about wraps it up for me. Hey, thank you for joining me on the show. It's a good day. It is a good day to podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, I'm on the Kingdom Pen Forum. Did you know we have a forum? Yes, we have a forum. And we even have a Kingdom Pen radio board on that forum. So, you know, if you want to ask questions of me, I can answer from the deep depths of wisdom in my soul. Because I have those. (laughs) Actually, a smarter idea would be to submit questions for the guests. So if we're going to do that, I'd love to take y'all's questions and ask them to these professionals because they know what they're doing. They're in here and they're doing it. Well, most of them. I mean, maybe Ezra didn't. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, man. Hey, also, A Star Curiously Singing. 
it's up on Amazon for free still. And like I said during the interview, that thing is sweet. I love that book. So if you want to pick it up, you can go do that on Amazon. Obviously, the Kindle version is free. Also, let, when you submit to Carrie Neat's website, when you sign up for that, do send him a quick email telling him that you are from Kingdom Pen Radio. That way he knows specifically that you are in for the situation. I just lost the words that you're for the giveaway. Yeah, that giveaway. <laughs> they let me run this show. <laughs> just tell him that you're here from Kingdom Pen for the giveaway. That way he'll have an easier time knowing who to enter in the drawing. Also, of interesting information, we are on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes now. You can subscribe to us. You can listen to us on your devices. All the links to the websites and stuff are down below, including my social medias. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter at MonkeySurel and even on Goodreads because that's just how up-to-date and current I am. Also, run over, run over to the Kingdom Pen store because if you didn't win that t-shirt last week, all our merch is up. And it is awesome. Our people did a great job on the merchandise. So check it out over there. In the meantime, you know, I'll see you around. Next week, we're going to be talking screenwriting. So that's going to be real fun. Real fun. See you then. Boom shakalaka.